Okay. I have a plant-based diet. Uh, my BMI is 21. All my blood test results are within the range, except of the omega-3 index that came as 1% and DHA that came as 0.0%, which is relatively uh, low. I eat, although I eat daily four tablespoons of ground flaxseed and lots of uh, walnuts and other nuts and seeds. I understood that G DHA from algae have a problem of oxidation even more than fish oil, uh, but omega from uh, flex uh, oil, uh, maybe I have a problem of uh, conversion. So how would you recommend to deal with such a situation of you know, um, uh, very low amount of omega-3 index? Very, that's, yeah, I got the idea. It's, um, it's very important and critical you're bringing this up because we've even, the Nutritional Research Foundation has even funded studies on 166 vegans who were eating healthfully and saw their vast variety of different levels due to genetic influence on conversion of omega, of short chain omega-3 from flax and walnuts and greens into long chain omega-3 like EPA and DHA. So, low, so some people don't convert very well. And I've dealt with this for, my, for most of my career because I was my mentors and my introduction into healthy living came from, the, from Herbert Shelton and the Natural Hygiene Society. And a lot of these these older people, these, um, when I was young, the older people I learned from and admired all became neurologically unfit and, and developed Parkinson's and dementia as they got older to, to the load. And I became the doctor caring for these elderly com um, community of vegans who often had neurologic deficits due to, and I tested a blood and they would have levels like one or, or point or zero or, or two when the healthy level is above five and the more recent studies have shown a correlation with cognitive impairment and brain shrinkage with low omega-3 indexes. So one of my major concerns in the, of the plant-based movement is the people that see this plant-based movement almost as a religion or a philosophy and not as science. And they take, they're gambling with people's brain, the future of their brains by permitting and accepting and not being cautious and conservative about the lack of omega-3 fatty acids that are needed in the tissues to have normal brain function. If you can live that long, if you can live to be 90 to 105 years old, you better protect your brain because you don't want to be alive living that long with bad brain function. And you are an example of somebody heading for trouble if you don't change this pretty quickly. I don't know how old you are. And the idea, and the idea that you voiced about rancidity with algae-based DHA products I've tested that over the years and found that to be true to the extent that they're out of a refrigerator for months, for every month, six months, nine months, 12 months, a year and a half, the longer they stay at room temperature, the higher the TBA scores or acidity that can occur. So I originally got into um, figuring out how I can um, supply my family and my patients with DHA by having the company, there's only two, um, at that point, there's only one company in the United States that makes it. Now I think there might be two, but still almost all the DH, the vegan DHA in the United States is made by the same company and different companies that manufacture, it's the same product, but ours we had packed in glass. And so you could taste it to make sure it's fresh, but also we have it shipped to us in refrigerated trucks. When it arrives at our facility, we keep it refrigerated in big commercial refrigerators. And then when you order the product, you're getting something that was never out of a shelf for six months or a year on a supermarket or a shelf or in a warehouse. It was kept under refrigeration in glass. So when you get shipped to you, you're getting a fresh product. Now, I don't know the, so I'm recommending strongly 
that you that we utilize my product because it's fresh because it has no degree of rancidity and your number is so low that you can't modulate your diet sufficiently to bring yourself from a one to a six. There's no way you can do it. You're going to have to take v, uh, DHA, either purified fish oil or algae-based DHA. And I'm saying that we have an algae-based DHA at DHA. At the, the only one I, that I know of that's refrigerated is to maintain freshness. And you're going to need a higher, a higher dose than other people because most people that take it are bringing their level from a three to a four to a five or a six, and your level is already a one. So you're going to probably have to take it double the recommended dose and do that for four, at least four to five months and then recheck the level and see if your level is good. So you really need to act on this and continue to do the omega-3 index in the future to make sure that what you're doing is adequate for you because our, all of our needs are different. We all, so some people don't need any. They could have a, be a, they can convert enough and other people level could be seven and not be taking any, but, and other people are gonna need some. So just like some people require a little more B12 than others, some people don't even need vitamin D and other people need more because they get very deficient. It's the same thing. We have to treat the individual, not give somebody to adhere to some um, philosophical viewpoint that you've learned by. So you really got to make sure you're safe here. Thanks for the question. Thank you, Dr. Furman. Next, we have uh, Steve. Steve, what was your question? Uh, Dr. Furman, during this conference, there's been a number of speakers that have said avoid fat, meaning avocados, olives, nuts, and seeds. And then almost unanimously, everyone said to avoid oil, except for Brian Clement, Gabriel Cousins, and Udo Rasmus. So basically, a bunch of people were saying try to avoid the plant-based fats, and almost everyone said avoid the oils. The difference was Brian, Gabriel, and Udo, who was supportive of this. Could you clarify your thoughts on this? Yes, and I want to make it clear that you know, I'm trying not to, there's no personal opinion here. I'm trying to present a, a comprehensive overview of the scientific literature in depth, spending years of investigating the literature in conjunction with extreme degree of patient clinical experience. I've cared for, you know, the plant-based community for, you know, in, as a board certified family physician in, in, in practicing, you know, hundreds of patients every week and people who got in trouble. So very few doctors have this type of experience, but I'm saying right now that there's un indisputable evidence that diets that are extremely low in fat that are often been advocated in the plant-based community for decades have led a lot of people down the road of poor health. And that there are more people who are, who've tried plant-based or vegan diets that have, been, that have turned into non-vegans and go back to eating animal products again, because they didn't thrive on the dietary suggestions. And many of that was because of lack of fat in the diet and lack of the balance of the right fatty acids in the diet. And I'm saying also, in addition to that, that the scientific literature is, is consistent where one large study corroborates another, that the lack of nuts and seeds in the diet leads to higher risk of cardiovascular death and cancer death. So this, and obviously, um, my practice and my experience and people are losing 20 pounds the first month and 15 pounds the second month and 10 pounds each month thereafter. And I have thousands of people who've lost more than hundred pounds and hundreds of thousands of people that have restored their body weight. They've been have, a, have the um, um, blessing and, and luck you can say to have a show on a very successful television show, five different shows on public television, having an influence many thousands of people to lose weight and achieve their ideal weight. And they've all done it without restricting fats out of their diet. 
They've all lost weight very easily and effectively by eating nuts and seeds. And we're not talking about overeating them, snacking between meals. We're talking about eating, you know, for most overweight people between one and two ounces and people who are athletes or more physically active can eat more, two to four ounces based on their caloric needs, eating according to your caloric needs. But when you restrict all the fat out of a diet and you tell people that that fat is going to cause them to gain body fat and they get afraid of eating nuts and seeds, now you're interfering with their potential longevity, you're increasing the risk of cardiac arrhythmias, you're creating more inflammation, less facilitating absorption of phytochemicals and antioxidants. And nuts and seeds, of course, are absorbed slowly, they're preferential burn to fat, they're not the same as oil. So I agree with this concept, I presented it here, that oils are not the same as the, the natural food that the oil came from. But the fear of eating a walnut or the fear of eating an almond or some sesame seeds is completely um, the wrong direction. And it's, and certainly anybody can thrive on any type of diet in the middle ages. And, you know, between 30 and 50 years old, a lot of people can thrive on various, can do a fruitarian diet of mostly fruit and this mostly rice, you know, mostly a macrobiotic diet, they'll still thrive. But you see the differences when a person gets over the age of 85, then their immune system gets in trouble and they start to get more frail and become more, um, more infectious related. And so, you see, so my experience has been that the extreme low fat diet definitely does not lead to a, a great outcome when people get older and for most in many, many cases and leads people, a lot of people down the wrong path to dietary problems, especially neurologic problems. Don't forget the natural hygiene movement, which is now called the, uh, um, the National Health Association always advocated people eat natural, healthy foods and, a, and a, with a vegan-based diet. And people were eating fruit. They weren't eating any junk food. They weren't eating bread and pasta and junk. They ate healthy, plant-based food. And most of the leaders of that movement still became sickly and neurologically deficit. And they ate nuts because of DHA deficiencies. And we know that the, the people, that the leaders of the, um, of the extremely low-fat communities also don't pay attention to, D- to omega-3 levels in the blood either. So there's a little, so I'm suggesting that there shouldn't be any controversy here because you're not obeying, you're not going with a person's opinion. You're going with one, not, not, and you're not going with one study. You're going with one study after another, after another, after another, these large studies done by different researchers all around the world. And one study corroborates another. And they always show that as you add nuts and seeds to a diet, you add longer lifespan at the same time. So the preoccupation with fat being the benefit of a plant-based diet is a distortion of the science. And people unfortunately can't admit their mistakes and don't wanna go back and say that they were wrong and that they now they should include nuts and seeds in their diet. However, there are some nutritional leaders in this lifestyle community who have done that and who have used to recommend diets low in fat and restrict nuts and seeds. I don't need to mention names, but now these major leaders in the field of lifestyle medicine have now incorporated nuts and seeds in their diet as a result of the amount of corroborating evidence that can no longer be refuted. So I don't think this is a controversial issue here.